Ah, shit! You're listening to the James McMahon Music Podcast, and I'm your host, James McMahon, and this is a Spook Media Production. This is the world's first pop punk conspiracy theory. It's hard to defend pop punk these days. The party is long over. The darkness taking the place of the morning sun. It's a scene littered with the corpses of fallen and exposed heroes. But while Rome fell, or at least the backstage area of Warped Tour, Mayday Parade kept on doing what they do. That's crunchy guitars and yearning lyrics. Melodies drop from heaven above. The five beast from Tallahassee, Florida may well be Whisper It, pop punk's most consistent band. A new album, they recently released what it means to fall apart, only gives weight to that defence. After you've listened to this interview with singer Derek Sanders, in which he talks openly about the band's relationship with former singer Jason Lancaster, please do consider A, rating, reviewing and subscribing to this podcast. You'll never miss an episode that way. And B, subscribing to my substack. That's spook.substack.com. That's spook with three hours, by the way. It feels like the UK has fallen apart in the last... Well, it's been falling apart for about five years, really. But it feels okay. like it's really started falling apart in the last forty-eight hours with various COVID variants and and, and what's not. So, um, yeah, I'm going to. Um, I don't know. I always kind of look to Mayday Parade as being a, kind of a wholesome slab of uh, optimism. So it, it feels fitting to be speaking to you today. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy right now. I know what you mean, and. It's definitely worrisome, and we have all this touring coming up that now I um, can't help but just wonder, you know, what's going to happen, and and um, I'd, I'd hate to have to postpone. You know, I guess I shouldn't even mention anything like that right now, but I just, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, and, and aside from that, it's just, a, it's just horrible that we've been through so much, and so many people have been struggling, and and for it to, you know, it kind of keeps feeling like we're almost past this or past the worst of it, and then you know, swings back around and it's really discouraging. Totally. I, I went to a few, uh, I've been to a few big shows recently, um, like arena shows in the last couple of months. And um, it was really hard to not think, oh, I think a lot of this stuff's in the rear view mirror now because it was, they were real joyous occasions. And I was like sat in seats, but I was like looking down on the floor and, you know, just people were having such a good time and, it just feels really shit that uh, it might be ramping up again, really. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, we we did a tour uh, a few months back, and um, yeah, that was kind of the hope was that this is kind of the return to normal. And um, but even that was, you know, it was difficult to get through. Um, uh, most I, I luckily uh, didn't get COVID, but I was I'm the only one in the band who did not get COVID on the tour. So as much as you know, it kind of in, in some ways felt like okay, we're, we're back at it again. It still was like, well, not not quite yet. You know, the way you want it to be, anyway. No, I mean, well done and not getting it. I I got it a couple of months ago, and uh, I mean, there's, there's no point in trying to work out how I got it because you know it's an airborne right. vi- it's an airborne virus. But I um I was I was really surprised I did because I've just been you know, super, super careful, you know, but. He says after saying he's been to kind of a bunch of arena shows, but they were, <laughs> they were all sort of like COVID passports, you know. Right. 
Anyway, let's try and let's let's try and lift the vibe because um, I'm, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm actually just editing a just before we got on the call. I was just editing an interview with Bob Mould for this podcast, and he was like talking about the last couple of years with him, and it was quite weird actually having a. I mean, like, he's a bit of a hero of mine, and it was like it was quite quite wild hearing someone who you have so much sort of admiration for and respect whose music has pulled you through some tricky times, you know, just hearing about how sort of despairing he's been about the world recently. But anyway, I'm, I'm drawing a line in the sand right now. So yeah, I, I really like the, I really like the new record. Um, I, I guess a little bit like what I said on the way in, like, I just feel in some ways, Mayday Parade are almost like kind of the keepers of the flame. Do you think that's kind of fair to say? Like, when it kind of comes to, like, melody and pop-punk and, you know, kind of doing what you do, like, I just feel like you've reached a point now where there's a real kind of, um, you can rely on Mayday Parade. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's that's very high praise. I, I appreciate that a lot. I mean, that's certainly what we strive for, and um, that's that's our intention. And, you know, we, we still love doing this we still appreciate that we're able to do this after you know it's been 16 years now since we started this band um and uh you know it means a lot to us to to be able to keep going um and uh yeah you know i mean i I guess it's kind of that's difficult for me to say from my perspective but but i I appreciate you saying that i think there's something as well though like um I'm trying to I'm trying to work out how to sort of ask this question without it sounding super sort of salacious because I'm not that kind of person. I'm not interested in that stuff. But it feels in in a way that like you know, there's a lot of what I associate with like pop punk of being kind of joyful or optimistic, and you know, like the best stuff's always had a bit of like wistfulness in it as well. But it does kind of feel a little bit like the genre for various reasons, like various scandals and things like that, has taken a real battering in recent years um you guys have it still feels like there's something quite wholesome about you guys like how do you think that's fair to say do you think that's sort of almost in the dna of the band yeah i mean i'd I'd like to think so for sure um and it's kind of hard to pinpoint what that is i i think that you know one thing that that goes a long way is that the five of us in the band have been in the band since day one. Um, and we all, we all grew up together playing music together and we, uh, you know, going to shows and, and we were all kind of searching for, um, you know, those other members that were uh, into it the same way that, that we were. And, and all the bands I've been in, you know, I, I met Brooks, the guitar player of Made It Parade when I was 12 and, you know, he was kind of, you know, that, that I've, I've wanted to do this since I was 10 years old and my older brother started a band and I really just was, was, um, just, you know, dreamed of, of, of playing in a band and, and taking it seriously and was trying to kind of find other people that felt the same. And, and Brooks was the first person I met that really kind of, um, you know, had the same attitude towards it. And, uh, and then we were in many different bands together and it was sort of the same thing. We were trying to find those other people that that we just kind of clicked with in the same way um and I, I think probably the same is true for the other guys in mayday parade and the different bands that they were in and then we had that first band practice and it was truly just kind of a, a phenomenal moment it was it was a magical moment of like everything kind of falling into the place uh into place for the first time and um and so i think that you know we're we're all so close like these you know the guys are my best friends 
they're my brothers. Um, we've experienced everything in this band together. Um, it's a pretty rare thing, I think, for a band to go 16 years and not have any members come and go along the way. Um, but uh, I think that's, you know, as part of it, it's also, you know, as I said before, the fact that we genuinely love this and, and appreciate this. And um, I think a lot of it is is connecting with people. And, you know, I, I make it a point to go out after every single show that I'm able to anyway, sometimes festivals and things like that are a bit different, but um, you know, any, any sort of club tour we do, I'll go outside after every show and, and talk to people and, um, you know, hear their stories and, and, um, you know, they'll tell me ways that we've helped them or, you know, show me their tattoos or whatever. And, um, I think that that, uh, is really great for, for, for both of us, you know, one, I think like it's, it's, um, you know, to connect to a fan base that way you end up, you know, kind of strengthening that, that core and, um, and you have people that'll, that'll stick around and, and come back to the show after show. Um, but it's also great for us to just kind of, um, you know, keep us humble and also keep us, um, it, it, I feel like it, yeah, it makes me want to, to keep going. It makes me want to do better. Um, and, uh, it's like a, you know, you sort of feed off each other's, um, energy and it's a, it's a really neat thing, but, um, yeah. I guess other than the word wholesome, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you, you know, you didn't kind of bat that back when I said that word. And I, I think some bands would maybe take that as a criticism, you know, that they would maybe say, and don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, I, I want music to be like a, you know, a big palette of colours and, and, and characters. But at the same time, there are bands that I know that if I said, oh, I think something really wholesome about your music, they would maybe think, this is not what I dreamt of being when I was a teenager. Are, are you are you okay with that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I think that is a is a wonderful compliment, and um, you know, I, I feel like, and and I don't know, you know, it's again, with speaking about myself and my band, it's kind of tough to know, you know, what to say, but I feel like none of us are are um, you know divas, or we're not like you know rock stars, or like you know, um, we're very like down to earth people um, who just love playing music and uh, to, to me like being being kind is one of the most important things uh in the world um and um so i think that no that's that's a that's a wonderful quality and and i, I think that you know being wholesome is absolutely that's yeah for, for me personally and i could probably say for the for the band as well definitely something that we we strive for i'm i'm into that I'm into that. I guess the other word other than wholesome, though, is I would probably say like reliable, right? Um, or consistent is maybe a, is maybe a better word. Do you ever feel like, and this you know, this isn't supposed to be a, this isn't supposed to be like a you know um, a leading question or in, or in any way disrespectful because I've paid you compliments already. But do you ever kind of look at the history of the band and think, oh, there was maybe a moment that we could have blew up more than we did? You know, like it feels like we made a parade. Like you make a record, it's good, it's loved by uh, you know a significant um, percentage of people. But there are those bands like within the same scene that maybe blew up more and play, you know played bigger rooms or got on the cover of magazines more consistently or what have you. Sure. Do you think, yeah. Do you, ever, do you ever think there was that kind of a fork in the road that? you know, maybe you took that you could have taken another one or. 
Well, you know, it's it's tough to say. On on the one hand, I, I think that one one thing about our band, and this is me just kind of, um, I guess, just you know, truly being honest about it. I feel like we're not. Um, and this and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about none of us being you know rock stars or divas or like big personalities. Like we're kind of to be completely blunt, we're kind of, we're kind of a boring band. I feel like, um, <laughs> um, and that's and that's okay. Like to me, that's okay because I feel like we you know we we realize that and we acknowledge that and and we're not you know trying to be something that we're not. Um, and n- none of us have you know big flashy personalities. Um, and I feel like sometimes that's a pretty key ingredient to those bands that that have that you know major success is um, you know it's a it's a combination of a lot of things and obviously the the music has a lot to do with it as well. But when that's kind of coupled together with a big you know personality, that sometimes can you know kind of rocket you you know up to you know fame or stardom or whatever. And I just don't feel like any of us have that. But but again, I feel like it's it's okay. And and I don't you know I don't know that any of us you know want that necessarily i mean obviously we'd love to be you know as big a band as we could but um you know not at the sake of of you know pretending to be something that we're not um so i think that that's part of it and then also here and this is again me just being completely honest and i don't know that i've ever said this you know uh, in an interview or anything before but um i sometimes wonder or, or think that uh if jason hadn't left the band when he did um that perhaps you know the trajectory could have could have gone upwards a bit more um he just you know was or it is such an incredibly talented person um and you know it's it's unfortunate that things happened the way they did and um you know for a while there there was some animosity and and uh you know some some hard feelings but that's all you know well well gone now and and we're all friends again um and i'm not saying that there's i don't think there's really any chance that that we'll you know end up getting you know back together or anything where we're having jason join the band but but sometimes i do think that just you know there a lesson romantics is still you know arguably our our most successful album and our most loved album um and a, a lot of that you know jason had a heavy hand in that and uh, so I, I do think that perhaps, you know, um, if we were able to have worked things out uh, and had him stick around, maybe things would be different. But, you know, of course, you, you never know with that kind of stuff. I mean, I feel a little bit like I'm stirring the pot here, but there's, um, you know, you were saying about things had been bitter, you know, things were bitter for a while. And I mean, that's totally understandable. But that when did that kind of, when did you feel like that thawed? There was the thing with Kenneth Mount when he was, calling you out on twitter for you know maybe not giving jason the props he felt like he deserved and that that was 2017 so it wasn't that long ago right yeah um you know it 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 took a while um but i feel like yeah there was there was a moment there were a few years where you know if 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 i saw jason I, i never had any hard feelings towards him but i but i know that he probably had some hard some bad feelings towards us and and there was a while there where, you know, we wouldn't have spoken to each other um, if, if we were in the same room. Um, but then we just, you know, we didn't, I didn't see him for many, many years. Um, and uh, I, I guess it would be relatively recently about, about two years ago or, or maybe two and a half years ago, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, we, uh, we did a show for uh, two local bands in Tallahassee. It was actually the two bands that, 
that kind of split up and, and came together to form Mayday Parade. And, you know, I was, I was the singer of one of those bands and Jason was the singer of the other band. And, um, uh, we talked about doing a show together and I reached out to him and, and he was into it. And so we, we played a show in Tallahassee and then we came up together and did, uh, played Jamie all over together. And that was the first time I'd seen him. And uh, you know, at that, I don't really know, but probably seven or eight years at that point. And I think we just kind of both had, had grown a lot and, and had put so much of, you know, the past behind us. And, um, so I think it was kind of a gradual thing, but once we came together to do that show, you know, that was when it really felt like, okay, there's, there's absolutely, you know, no hard feelings here between either of us. I think sometimes, you know, I'm a bit of, um, I don't know, I'm really interested in sort of people, really. I suppose that's kind of like my thing, you know, more than like politics or whatever. Like I'm just interested in people and what makes them tick and, and um, you know, how we can all kind of get on better with each other. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm a saint and there have been times where the the thought of people has just made my blood bubble. But you kind of get to a point with certain things in your life where you just think just, it just goes, you know, it just fades. And, um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good that there's that, um, especially, you know, when you've been creative together, because it just, it means that you can look back at your history, legacy, catalogue, whatever you want to call it, and and feel, you know, feel good about it rather than feeling sad. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's I think it's healthy to, uh, to you know, not, not hold on to that, you know, resentment or, or any of those... Uh, hard feelings. And, um, I'm, I'm super grateful that, that we have got to this point where, um, you know, I'm, I'm truly, you know, happy for him and everything that he does. And, and it seems that the same is, is true on his end as well. Oh, brilliant, man. Brilliant. So the new record, I mean, I, I thought, uh, you know, when I first was sent it, I thought the title must've been a reference to, um, the situation in the world at large, yeah, that's, <clears throat> that, that is pretty much what, um, you know, and that's actually, I guess, even directly where it kind of came from after we recorded the album. Um, we tend to take a while to, it's hard for us to kind of agree on an album title and we kind of drag our feet um, with that kind of stuff. And, you know, we had been kind of batting around a, a handful of different ideas. Um, and then we did an interview with um, Jess Bowen uh, from the, the drummer of the Somerset. And I, I, I mentioned something about us being in the studio when the world fell apart or whatever, uh, when the pandemic kind of broke. And, and after that interview, Jake kind of was like, hey, I kind of something you said there, you know, kind of gave me an idea. And we started kind of just, you know, brainstorming on that. And, and, and we liked we settled on what it means to fall apart and felt like that was just kind of appropriate with, um, you know, the times right now. And and then I don't know if this is, you know, too personal for, for me to share or not. Um, uh, and the, the timing of all this is just kind of crazy. Um, not too long after that, I, uh, started the process of going through a divorce. I'm actually still, um, in the process of going through a divorce. Um, and so I feel like truly, you know, I, I, <laughs> I have never understood, you know, what it means to fall apart more than, than I, you know, currently, um, you know, kind of do. Um, so it's kind of crazy how that all worked out that way, but, um, you know, it, and we don't have to, you know, get into it much, but I'm, I'm definitely doing a lot better. It's been eight months, um, since my you know wife and I split up and, 
um, it was, uh, it was definitely an incredibly difficult, you know, the first few months were, um, you know, the, the darkest period of my life and, um, but, um, I'm certainly doing a lot better. So, yeah. Oh, I'm pleased to hear that, man. I mean, I, I think it's in a way like the whole situation has almost been, um, you know, sometimes I have sort of felt a little bit like, uh, I don't know, almost like I'm sort of in a Petri dish. I've had some big things in the, you know, in the last couple of years, some, health stuff and it's just you know i've had people pass away during this time as well and you know still kind of waiting really to do the things that you feel like you need to do to heal from that or to remember people in the correct way it's just weird it's just it's, it's more than just a uh it's more than just a um a, a virus in the air you know it's just been um just such an extraordinary time that amplifies difficult emotions Right. Yeah. It feels like it's, it, yeah, there's, there's seems to be so much that's going on and, and, um, both, you know, just with the world at large and then as well as just, you know, personally for, for me, and I know for so many people, it's, it's been just a real struggle and, um, definitely it, it makes it hard to, uh, to be hopeful, um, you know, about the future, but, um, that's what you, that's what you got to try and do at least, you know, yeah, totally. I just need to apologise for the uh, the sort of the Grand Theft Auto um, <laughs> scenario that was going on outside my window. There, I always have this thing like, how can I record podcasts in in my dungeon, as I call it, of uh, Castle Spook? There's there's like a little kind of sweet spot of the day, which is around about now, where it just feels like my local area just descends into mayhem and it's not really like that it's just as a i must i must start telling prs that this isn't the greatest of times but um, <laughs> yeah oh it's all good no worries cool cool yeah um well you know at least at least listeners this podcast can be reassured that you know their services are doing their job um <laughs> what um all all being well and good though you know trying to find some hope and optimism all being well and good um when can people from the uk expect to see you Yes. Um, so we're, we're coming over. Uh, I think we leave uh, the very end of, of May um, going into June. Um, we'll be in the UK and Europe for uh, about three weeks or so. I, I, I should know this stuff better. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's with real friends and as it is. Um, and we'll be doing the uh, self-titled anniversary tour, which technically at that point will be the 11 year anniversary. <laughs> we tried to do all that this year, but weren't able to. Um, and, uh, I'm, I mean, we're, that's kind of the, the first half of next year is, is all of, we're doing, you know, North America and then Australia and then UK and Europe, um, playing the self-titled front to back. And I'm, I'm so excited about it. I really, I love that record. That's, that's probably my favorite record of ours. And um, I've been kind of looking forward to this tour for years. Um, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible to get back over there. You know, we were there for slam dunk not, not too, not too long ago, but other than that, it's, it's been a minute. Um, it's been a couple of years um, since we've been through. So I've, I've, I've missed it and uh, I'm very much looking forward to being back over there. I mean, it always feels a bit like the UK has a, you know, it's, um, I don't like kind of um, that kind of industry talk of territories, but it does always feel like, the UK has a sort of special relationship with May Day Parade. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've at this point, I, I don't even know how many times it's been, you know, over a dozen times um, that we've, that we've been over there, probably closer to, to 15 or so times. And then 
that's one of the, the, the coolest things about doing this. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to tour in your, your home country and, and see things grow to, but to also be able to go to these, you know, other places and, and, you know, be across the world and feel like you're, you know, pretty far from home, but to have, you know, people and, and to see that fan base kind of grow and, um, to feel that energy is, is, uh, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. And, um, it is, it's definitely different. You know, I, I feel like the crowds in the UK are, are different. Like playing a festival in the UK feels different to me than playing a festival in the U S and, um, there's, um, I feel like people are, you know, less hesitant to enjoy themselves, even if they don't know the band or the song maybe. And, and, um, you know, even if they're just hearing you for the first time, they might, you know, jump around and just have a good time. And, um, I don't know, there's something really cool about that. Yeah. No, the, the, I really did, you know, without being like too disparaging of, of the U S like when I went to a few, you know, when I got to a sort of a point in my career as a music writer of going to some festivals in the States, I did think, Oh, this is a very different experience to what it is in the UK. I think it's just something about our music culture, which is just very kind of hinges on like discovery or, you know, just people go to festivals and want to find stuff, but they also just want to sort of experience things and not really kind of, and not really kind of, I don't mean in kind of like a druggy oozy way, but they kind of want to get out of their head. You know, they want to get out of the sort of day to day. That's what kind of festivals are for them in a way. Yeah. I I, I think it's like uh, in, in the U S I, I feel like some people are overly concerned about like what's cool. Like they want to, they want to make sure that they look cool or that they like the right, the cool bands where, I feel like there's there's less of that kind of attitude over there, which is which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, listen, if you do get over here, um, and I, uh, I'm just trying to think of what kind of supernatural gumph I can kind of what kind of spell I can perform to kind of help contribute to that. But <laughs> it, when you do get over here, um, look out for a. Uh, an overweight bald man with glasses in the front row cheering you on because uh, I do think that you are a band that deserve all of the good things in the world, Derek. Oh, that's that's very kind. Thank you. Well, yeah, look, we'll be in touch and we'll we'll get you if you know into the show and if you want to come back and say hello or, or go grab I don't know if you drink but go grab a pint or something that'd be that'd be great. Definitely after the last two years, I think that I will have a drink. So yeah. Well, that was episode thirty-three. Thanks to Derek for the chat. Thanks to Hayley Connolly for hooking us up. The theme tune is by the band Jobbers. And I'll see you next time.